Our priest is a dying man. The dying men, women, youth. And I will preach as though I will never preach again. So God, God has his reasons for why he saves us in stages. Sanctifies us slowly, makes us fill up every day at his pump. Lest we forget where the gas comes from. Welcome to Follow Me to Heaven, where God's Word is truth and your questions matter. I'm your host, Jonathan Romero, and today we're going to be focusing more in on how Christians should act, right? We talked about how we are to put off what is earthly in us, right? Basically considering dead what has died because we're made alive in Christ. We are a new person. And then from there, we went on and talked about putting on then, right? Now, what is heavenly and what is heavenly? Well, all the attributes uh, that could be linked to Christ, right? The Holy Spirit brings about fruit and this fruit is good, right? We saw that we are to have compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, uh, meekness and patience, right? We are to bear with one another, um, even if they are annoying you to the point of uh, wanting to cause you to rage or get mad for some reason. Well, here we're called to bear with one another. And then it says, and if you have a complaint against another, forgiving each other, right? We are to always seek forgiveness. We are always to seek that others may be forgiven as well, right? There's no grudge that we must have within us towards someone else. We are called to forgive, and why is that? Because Christ has forgiven us, right? He died on a cross that we may be forgiven. So, the Lord is an example in all of these things, right? Compassionate hearts and kindness and, and all of that that Paul has mentioned. But, but where does it begin? I would say it begins in a household. It begins in your own home. And what we're going to go over today is what is in the household. How the household should be, right? And it says here, so I'll read Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to read verses 18, 9, well, 18 all the way through uh, verse 25, but we will focus in on verses 18 and 19 today. This is what it says. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. 
for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong that he has done, and there is no partiality. We're going to be talking about biblical submission, right? As is opposed to worldly submission, right? When we think of submission, we automatically think of, oh, slavery. Oh, um, I'm to obey someone who is being harsh with me and mean and rude and making me do that which I do not want to do, right? So we automatically think negatively uh, when we talk about submission. But we have to understand that biblical submission is not the same as worldly submission, right? Biblical submission does not diminish equality with each other. Uh, since we all, right, everyone, man and woman, are called to submission in one way or another, right? We get an example. We look at Christ. Remember what I said, that Jesus is uh, this example when we talked about putting on uh, what is heavenly, right? Putting on what is good, right? These virtues that applied to Christ. Well, Jesus is also uh, one to teach us more than just that. What else does the Lord teach us? Well, Jesus, um, when he took on flesh, he did not cease uh, to be God through that submission to the Father's command, right? So if we go to Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, this is what it says. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So we see here that through the submission of Christ, um, he did not cease to be what he was once, and that is God, right? Um, the emptying of himself is actually the taking on the form of a servant. So he emptied himself through addition, not subtraction. And I would say, so women, in the same way, though, through her submission to her husband, she does not cease to be a woman, right? If anything, she's actually giving an example of what true womanhood is in a marriage. See, that is something that the world does not teach you. That is something that the world uh, will never be able to explain that this truly is a womanly thing to do, and, and that is submit to your husband. And this kind of submission is not a kind of submission where you are forced to submit and it does not matter what you think. No. Um, again, who is uh, Paul writing to? Paul's writing to Christians, and he's telling the Christians uh, in Colossians, wives, submit to your husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. So he's telling these Christian women to submit to her Christian husband. He's telling her, hey, submit to your husband. Why? As is fitting in the Lord, right? In accordance to the Lord, the wives are called to submit to her husband. It's a willingly submission. 
It's not one of those that she is not willing, but because she loves the Lord, because she loves God, she will love to want to do this command, and that is to submit to her husband. And what Paul is doing is he's laying out uh, the foundation of what uh, roles each person has within a household. He's saying that the husband is the head of the household. He's saying that the husband is the one who is to be the leader in the household, right? Even though uh, the wives are called to submit to their husbands, we also, if we continue reading in verse 19, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. The husband is called to love their wives and not be harsh with them. So if we look at Ephesians, right? So Ephesians chapter 5, this is what it says. I'm going to read from verse 22 and I'm going to end at verse 27. So it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. So we see that the call of the husband, uh, well, first, we see that the call of the wife is to submit to her own husband. And Paul gives the example as to why, right? For the husband is the head of the wife. So it's a matter of roles, right? And the role of the husband, like I said, in the household is to be that leader of that household, and then it says, for as the hus or for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. That is Ephesians five, twenty-two through twenty-four. And in Colossians it says, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. And we see that the wife is called to submission. And this kind of submission is a willingly submission. And why do I say that? Well, the church of Christ submits to Christ because they want to. Christians want to submit to Christ, wants to obey uh, the Lord in everything. And they find joy in doing so. The most freeing thing that you can do is obey the Lord, right? Is to submit yourself to the Lord. And here in Colossians, we see that the wife is called to submit to her husband as is fitting in the Lord. This is something that the Lord delights in. But also, the wife is not submitting to a harsh husband. The wife um, is not submitting to a husband who does not know the Lord. Instead, in verse 19, husbands, speaking of the same husbands that the wife is submitting to, 
Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. So again, in Ephesians 5.25, we see husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So now the call of the husband is to love his wife. And this call to love is not just a flippant love, uh, butterfly feeling in my stomach. Okay, I will love my wife because I feel like loving my wife. Um, It's not necessarily a feeling. This kind of love um, produces a servitude to their wife to the point of even dying for her. Right? The husbands are to love their wives. And the, and the, act, the word for love um, is a derivative from agape. Right? So it's an agape kind of love. Right? So there's, I could say I love my dog. I can say I love pizza. And I can say I love my mom. It's a different kind of love. But in the English language... Um, it's just love, right? There's no other word that we can substitute um, because I can say I love pizza at the same time saying that I love my mom and mean two different kinds of love there, even though I'm using the same word. In the Greek, there's actually different words uh, to describe love. And the kind of love that the husband is called to do to their wives is an agape love, right? It's a uh, a love that is beyond just any kind of feeling. It's a heavenly love. It's a love that can only be produced by God's grace. Love your wives and do not be harsh with them. So this husband is called not only to be the leader in the household, but is called to love their wife is called to not be harsh with their wife. And the reason being is because back in that time, it was a custom for the Roman world, uh, for the the men to be bitter to their wives, uh, to mistreat them um, because of their strength, because they're stronger, they're louder, um, masculine, Uh, Because of that, they tend to use that to their advantage to be harsh with their wives. Paul is saying, no, do not be like them. Instead, you love your wives. Instead of being harsh with them, do not be harsh with them. That is Paul's command. And by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit has written for us here so that we ourselves may understand that we men speaking to the men, do not be harsh with your wives. Men, love your wives, right? Again, Jesus is that perfect example to both the husband and the wife. For the wife, uh, we see that example of the submission to the father, right? Again, you do not lose to be a woman by submitting uh, to your husband, That's actually the most womanly thing that a wife can do is submit. 
And then for the husband, again, Jesus is also that example that he loved the church, that he gave himself up for her. And that's the kind of love that the husband should show their wife, even if you don't have a butterfly feeling in your stomach for your wife, right? Some may say, well, I just don't love her anymore. Or I just don't have, uh, I don't feel uh, this kind of love that I used to have for her. Well, that doesn't matter. Because again, this is, this love goes beyond your feelings. You are made one flesh to your wife and you are given a command and that is to love your wife. And not only that, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her because there's benefits behind that. And what is the benefit? That he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. That's verse 26 of Ephesians chapter 5. And within Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26, we see how the husband sanctifies his wife through his love for her. It says through the washing of water with the word, the word of God washes her. Why is that? Because the word of God is alive and active. Uh, the word of God is what the Lord uses uh, to sanctify his people. So, husbands, even if you don't feel this love for your wife, well, you're commanded to love your wives. Not only that, you're also commanded uh, to not be harsh with them. Many times we forget, which is why we are to always be in the Word, which is why we are always to submit to the Lord in all of His commands. Because the world will not teach us uh, this kind of love. Instead, the world teaches you that if you do not feel love uh, that you used to feel for your husband or for your wife, just go get divorced. That's what they'll tell you. But that's not the command of the Lord. Instead, God tells us that he is the one that unites us. So in marriage, the two become what? one flesh. And when the two become one flesh, um, it is not easy for the two to be separated. The only way for the two to be separated is through what? Death. Death is what loosens that, um, that bond between the two. As long as your wife is alive, as long as your husband is alive, go love on them. And husbands, love your wives. Can't stress that enough. Do not be harsh with them. And wives, submit to your husbands because it is fitting in the Lord to do so. It goes hand in hand, right? Because sometimes it's hard to submit to a fallible husband, right? One who will fail you. But there is no exception in submitting to your husband. Because again, it is as fitting in the Lord. And husbands, again... Your wife might not be lovable at times, but the command is to love your wives. And not only that, do not be harsh with them. Instead, nourish them, right? Again, as it says in, in Ephesians, by the washing of water with the word. 
How about set some time aside and have biblical studies with your wife? Teach them, grow them in the admonishing of songs and hymns, spiritual songs, right? Admonish one another. Love each other. Right? We are told that we are to put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another. And what? Forgiving each other. That applies to the wives and the husbands in the household. Right? You might say, well, how many times can I forgive before... You know what, is this is enough. Well, go read Matthew 18. Because there we are told as many times as seven times 70, right? Because Peter was the one asking the Lord, how many times uh, can he ask for forgiveness and me forgive them before I don't forgive them? And the Lord basically says, I tell you, not sev- seven times, but seven times 70. So it's every single time they do sin against you and they ask for forgiveness, guess what? Forgive them. And we look to Christ. How many times have we failed the Lord in sin, yet he died for us? Right? He not only died for our past sins, but he also died for our future sins. Right? We continue on sinning day and day and day, day by day. Yet the Lord still died for us. So instead of continually sinning, we are to what? Put off what is earthly in us. We are to put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. All these virtues, all these attributes that apply to Christ that are produced by the Holy Spirit within us. We are to submit to our husbands, wives, and then husbands, you are to love your wives and you are to not be harsh with them. Because again, biblical submission is not the same as worldly submission uh, and it does not diminish equality uh, with each other, right? Because that's another thing that is thrown around, right? Feminism is big in the U.S., um, but it but it's not biblical. It's not because what feminism does it diminishes what a woman is called uh, to be, and it removes man from the position he is called to be. Right there, there are roles that each play in, and we are to we ought to make sure. That we are in our we are in our proper role. And how do we know? Well, through God's word. God dictates uh, where uh, we are to be, what we are to do, how, and why. It's found all in God's word. Search his word, read his word, obey his word. Reread Colossians chapter three, understand and learn. And forgive each other, right? Many times uh, the way P- 
people diffuse uh, arguments is by sleeping on a couch. One stays in bed while the other goes to the couch. That is not how it's to be. That is, I would say that is not biblical because the biblical thing to do is do not let the sun go down on your anger. Instead, talk it out. Pray with each other. Submit. And seek to love one another. Look to the cross and see what Christ did. Right? Be humbled by that. And through that, go back to your spouse. Ask for forgiveness and forgive and rejoice in the Lord. This is Follow Me to Heaven with Jonathan Romero. Thank <laughs> you.